Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Matt, the do-over guy, and this is Your Do-Over, episode 21. During an era where countless people, businesses, and organizations are feeling the pinch, running out of time, running out of money, losing confidence, feeling as if life is unfair, praying for another chance, and unless something is done, life is going to pass them by. Fortunately, in the nick of time, there is now a place where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. Save your career, save your business, save your health, save your relationships, save your life. Get from where you are to where you want to be faster and with greater ease than you ever thought possible. Say hello to your do-over. Hello, welcome, and if you're listening to my voice right now, it means you fall into one of two categories. Either you are a previous subscriber and you followed me per the instructions I left on episodes 19 and 20, and all I have to say is thank you. I mean, just thank you for following me and thank you for your support. You have successfully subscribed to my new podcast feed, and there is nothing left for you to do unless you want to participate in my contest. Now, more on that in just a minute. The second category you might fall into is that this is your first time ever hearing my voice as you are a brand new subscriber to the Your Do-Over podcast. Well, welcome to you. And if that's the case, you can ignore my previous comments. However, you are more than welcome to participate in my contest as well. Now, as promised, to show my appreciation for following me, I'm going to be giving away one of those very cool HD flip cams. Now, I love mine as I take it everywhere I go. And if you know of what I'm speaking, you know how cool they are too. And if you don't, just trust me, they are so cool. It's amazing such a high quality video can be captured in such a small little camera. And as well, I'll be giving away a slew of online gift cards to places like iTunes and Macy's and Barnes and Noble, Pottery Barn, Gas Cars. I'm giving away gift cards to The Gap. And also, I'm going to be giving away my book to everybody. Everybody that participates in this contest. I told you there will be no losers in this contest. Everybody wins. And as promised, it's going to be very easy for you to participate. I mean, this is all you have to do to win. Log on to iTunes and search for the Your Do-Over Podcast and leave me your comment and rating. Just tell me what you think of the show. Give me a rating for the stars, four or five stars, whatever it may be. If you don't like it, tell me that too. I just want your feedback. And then send me an email to matt at thedooverguy.com with I did it in the subject line. And then be sure to include your iTunes name in the email so I know who you are and who I should send the prize to. 
And at the very least, you will receive a copy of my book, Do Over, both the ebook version and the audio version. And you'll be entered to win the HD Flip Cam and any one of the many gift cards I'm giving away. That's it. And you'll have till the end of April, April 2011, to enter. Now, I'll mention this in the next episode or two as a reminder, but I want to get past my techie challenges and, and get back to the Your Do Over podcast as it was originally designed. Again, though, I just can't tell you how grateful I am for your support. And just before I had to resubmit my podcast to iTunes, you made me number eight in the health category. I mean, I was just above Oprah Winfrey, and I was just below Jillian Michaels from The Biggest Loser. I mean, that's great company to be in, and, and I would have never made it without you. And you actually had me at number one in the self-help category. And your comments and ratings will help me get back there soon. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, welcome to your do-over, coming to you live from downtown Los Angeles. I have just had a significant upgrade in my equipment and my microphone and my computer. And, and hopefully this is sounding different and hopefully it's sounding different in a better way. You know, this is the place where once a week you will hear, learn and take action. And remember, nothing happens until something moves. So you will hear, learn and take action on the ignored, underestimated and unknown steps to producing results. This is the show where I show people dissatisfied with their current situation how to start over and begin a new life setting goals and objectives so they can create wealth and live life to the fullest. Easier, faster, smarter. And to get ahead and lay a solid foundation for a better life, I invite you to download the three pillars of creating the ultimate do-over for free at freedoover.com. It's a 55-minute MP3 audio program that I made just for you with three specific steps on how to get success as you start over. And it doesn't matter what you're starting over, they will lay the foundation for you to achieve. Think of it as your traveling success coach, and it's yours for free at freedoover.com. Before we get started, just a couple quick thank yous. I want to acknowledge some really awesome people. They stopped by iTunes and, and left some comments, and I'm just so grateful. Uh, the first one is by Miss Nuno. She gave me five stars, saying that I'm very happy I came across this podcast. It may just be what you need, the right words to get you on track. Everyone needs a little push. It continually helps me to conquer fear and to move forward. Thanks, Matt. Well, thank you, Miss Nuno. Thank you so much. Another one is from Jeff, 2625. Changing the way I think. Five stars. I'm new to your podcast and started with episode one. Today I listened to episode nine twice. This episode hit home for me in so many ways. It is time for me to do, in all caps, my do-over and not sit on the fence anymore. Thanks, Matt, for all the hard work you put into the podcast. I can't wait to hear all the other episodes. Well, thank you, Jeff2625. Thank you for stopping by and leaving me in your comments. So, how is your do-over going? You know, over the last few episodes, we've defined your dream. We've created some leverage by creating that burning desire to achieve your dreams. We've put a plan in place and we're working that plan. So how's it going? You know, it's going to take some discipline to work your plan to its end. And discipline, it takes strength and it takes stamina. And if you expect to realize your dreams, you will have to be persistent and unyielding in your pursuit of them. I mean, specifically, it will take a special kind of strength. You know, I took martial arts when I was a kid and I remember the sensei referencing a Bruce Lee quote. Notice that the stiffest tree is most easily cracked, while the bamboo or willow survives by bending with the wind. You know, the strength and the resilience of the bamboo tree is legendary. And its strength, you know, it was apparent when many trees survived the atomic bombs of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I mean, they survived those blasts with minimal damage. And what you want to take from this is to be strong in working your plan, yet it can take some flexibility. You'll need to be flexible. You'll need to be open. I mean, it should be of no surprise that the world isn't going to deliver on a silver platter everything you need to achieve your goals. I mean, improvising and adapting and overcoming obstacles, those are the normal part of the process, and they are to be expected when working your plan. 
The fact that our dreams aren't going to be just handed to us is precisely why achieving them require us to move outside our comfort zones. I mean, to be somebody we've never been before and to stretch our thoughts and ideas to new dimensions as to what we perceive as possible. You know, regardless of your faith, I believe tests are sometimes given to us by a higher power. Mine is God. I mean, I believe he frequently tests our belief and faith in him. An empowering place to stand from inside of your do-over is to acknowledge his tests for what they are, just tests. And once you recognize their tests, don't fail them. Don't fail your tests. Don't choose failure when success is still an option. Maintain your focus on your dream. And I say it again and again and again. Your dream must be big enough to move you through those tests. And understand that tests and obstacles, they're just part of the game. They're going to happen. So just expect them, and when they arrive, deal with them. And rather than focusing on the tests and obstacles, focus on the solutions that will enable you to overcome them. I mean, it may sound like a broken record with this, but it pulls me through everything, and I mean everything. You see, if you find yourself faced with a challenge, an obstacle, or a flat-out roadblock, I mean, it doesn't matter. Any type of adversity you may experience within your do-over, simply stop, relax, and say to yourself, Stop focusing on what's happening. Place your focus on what you want to have happen. Everything changes when you do that. Everything changes when you shift your focus from your problems onto the solutions. And every test and every obstacle, they have a solution. And oftentimes it's going to take some flexibility and what you've known to be true in the past to solve the problems that you encounter. You know, if not, they typically wouldn't be problems. I mean, if you knew how to handle them, they wouldn't be a problem. So it's going to take some flexibility. It's going to to require you to be open and look for solutions in places you might not have looked otherwise. And just like the Apollo 11 mission to the moon, I mean, it was off course 95% of the time. And the same is true with the plane flying from Los Angeles to Hawaii. You know, without flexibility and adjustments, the plane would never reach its destination. We would have never landed on the moon. And the trip to your destination is going to work just like that. And as a plane, it has its instrument panel to keep itself on course You have your emotions, you have your intuition, you have the power of questions, and you have your faith to keep you on course. So trust yourself and know that adjusting is normal and it's part of the journey. Don't get discouraged. Be flexible and stop focusing on the problems. Place your focus on what you want to have happen. Place your focus on the solutions. That's what successful people do. If you want to be successful, you have to do what successful people do. If you want to be successful, stop doing what unsuccessful people do. And yes, it can be scary sometimes, I know. It can be downright frightening to the point where you can find yourself stopped dead in your tracks. I get it, I've been there. And I've been there so many times. But you know, the more years I put under my belt, the more wisdom I seem to gather, I've come to know fear as exactly what it is 99% of the time. You might have heard this acronym before. Fear is false evidence appearing real. And although I can't think of any fear I've experienced as being real, And I'm sure there's an exception, so I left the 0.1% open to satisfy that exception. But if there is something out there, it's just an exception. And the exception only proves the rule. And to use fear as a tool as opposed to allowing it to stand between you and everything you want from life, as that is the only thing in your way. I mean, get clear on the fact that there is nothing to fear but fear itself. I mean, it's a shame that that quote has become such a cliche because it's one of the great truths. So get clear on the fact that there is nothing to fear but fear itself. The world will magically begin to open up and present itself as your playground once you come to that realization. You know, if you've listened to this podcast for more than a couple of weeks, 
In fact, if this is the only episode you've ever listened to, you know I'm a big believer in the notion that we get what we focus on. I'm a big advocate of focusing on the solutions. I mean, I just mentioned it with regard to challenges and obstacles and adversity. I mean, you can focus on what you fear may happen, or you can focus on what you want to have happen. And when you're focusing on what you want to have happen, it produces different actions. And those actions produce different results. And not only does action produce those results, action cures fear. Conversely, inaction, indecision, and procrastination, they fertilize fear. They magnify fear. Now, the complete mastery of fear may or may not be attainable. I mean, it's within us. It's in part, it's part of our DNA. But the closer you get to being its master, the easier life gets. And for that reason alone, mastery of fear is worth pursuing. Now, I've gotten to the point where as soon as I feel fear, I feel an opportunity for growth. That's what fear means to me. I'm about to grow. And each and every time I have acknowledged fear and pushed through that fear, I've experienced amazing emotions of triumph. I mean, I've become more connected to fear in the sense that I recognize everything I want is just beyond it. So I get excited when I get a little scared. I get excited when I get a little nervous because I know there's something that I want just beyond. Your rewards lie just on the other side of it. Fear now inspires me into action. I use fear as a tool and you can do the same. So try this as a discipline. Whenever you are faced with something that scares you, just acknowledge it and then do it. It's that simple. That's the rule. I'm scared, now act. Don't question it, just do it. Put this discipline into action. And remember, hesitation only enlarges, magnifies, and intensifies the fear, so don't think about it. Take action swiftly. Be decisive. Face your fears with action, and you control your fears. Face your fears with action, and your fears will disappear. You know, and undoubtedly, you'll ask yourself after the fact, what was I scared of? I mean, let me say that again. You're going to ask yourself after the fact, Believe this. You're going to ask yourself after, what was I scared of? And when you hit that point, from that point forward, you control that fear. And it'll never stop you again. Now, some fears, they might have to be faced repeatedly before they entirely disappear, but they will disappear. I mean, we gain strength, courage, and confidence by each experience in which we really stop to stare fear in the face. You must do that which you think you cannot. Now, to illustrate how silly we can be when it comes to our fears... And you'll agree with me that very rarely, if ever, are we faced with a fear inside the pursuit of our dreams that death is a possibility. I mean, maybe your dreams are to become the world's greatest stuntman or live in the jungle among the lions and tigers and bears. Remember, it's your do-over. You can do whatever you want. But outside of a dream along those lines, death will probably never be your worst-case scenario when facing your fears. Yet, every day, every day we engage the number five killer in the United States without giving it a second thought. You know what that killer is? If you guessed an automobile, you're correct. I mean, why do we get in a car on a daily basis with death lurking at every intersection, and yet we won't speak in public? We won't approach the opposite sex. We won't make cold calls. We won't ask our boss for a raise. We won't start that business we've been dreaming about our entire lives. We won't do those small little things that stand in the way from where you might be right now and where you want to go. I mean, the answer is very easy. You see, when we drive an automobile, we have learned to manage our risk. We've learned to manage our fear. We've educated ourselves. We've faced our fear and we've practiced. And we've practiced over and over and over again. We've faced that fear multiple times. I mean, there was a time where we were terrified to get behind the wheel. Do you remember that? You know, you're probably 16 years old and you were looking over at the driver's ed teacher in the passenger seat. You were terrified. But now we know if we keep both hands on the steering wheel, 
if we keep our eyes on the road, if we obey the speed limit, if we stop at the red light and we go with the green, if we change the oil and rotate the tires and maintain the brakes, I mean, there's really nothing to fear. Everything you want out of life is just like that. It's going to take some education, meaning gaining some information you don't currently have. Your fear is really just another word for unfamiliar. And to conquer that fear, you need to familiarize yourself with it. That's the first step. And it's going to take a little bit of courage to initially face that fear. And that's going to likely take some practice. Now, depending on what you're doing over, it might take a lot of practice to develop enough competence and confidence to achieve your dream. But then again, as I've found to be the case more times than I had ever thought, it'll only take your facing your fear once to cause it to completely disappear. I mean, it's truly a miracle. And you look back and you wonder, what was I scared of? Now imagine if you could march right down the road to success, the road to your dreams, the path we created for your do-over with as much ease and efficiency as you drive a car. To gain ultimate time and money freedom, would it be worth managing that risk and conquering that fear? And I'm speaking of the fear that's currently stopping you right now. And it's going to be different for each and every one of you. But you all know what I'm talking about. You all know which fear it is that you don't want to face. And I'm not just speaking of that one fear. I'm speaking of every fear you'll face until you get there. You know, this mindset has enabled me to conquer the fear of public speaking, of raising private money for my real estate investments, of cold calling people, and being direct in my communication with friends and family. And with just a few fears eliminated from my life, I mean, I hardly recognize myself from as little as a year ago. I mean, two to three years ago? Forget about it. I have no idea who that person even was three years ago. So what I'm going to request is that you recognize fear as your friend from this day forward, and you will transform your life, and miracles will truly be yours. So if fear is your friend, then failure is your mom and dad. I mean, failure spawns success. It gives birth to success. How? Well, if you haven't failed, you haven't tried. I mean, there is no success without failure. It just comes with the territory. Now, before I go further, let me establish that here at the Your Do-Over podcast, there is really no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. And there's no such thing as a person who is a failure, only a quitter. Failure is an opportunity to practice your technique and perfect your performance. Failure is nothing more than a condition of producing a less than desirable result or falling short. You know, if you expect to get it right the very first time, you're completely delusional. I mean, nobody wants to fail. But until you understand and accept that failure is simply a part of the process, the fear of failure will immobilize you. It will literally stop you dead in your tracks. So just accept it. It's going to happen. You know, one idea that forever transformed my entire relationship to failure came from former IBM president Thomas Watson. And he said, if you want to increase your success rate, double your failure rate. You know, Watson's quote revealed one of my hidden barriers. And I noticed in many areas of my life where I hadn't even been trying because I believed I couldn't do it. I believed I would fail. And because I wasn't trying, I was failing. And since receiving this new clarity around failure, I'll try anything that's in congruence with my values and the pursuit of my goals. If I fail, so what? I analyze what could have made a difference and then I just try again. I mean, imagine your relationship to failure as so what, try again. What would your life look like then? I mean, every time you failed to reach what you were striving for and you just said, so what, let's do it again. Do over, right? I mean, what would you choose to do if you were completely detached from the outcome? Meaning the fear of failure just did not exist. That had no place in your life. If you find yourself fearing failure, it is because you are attached to the payoff. And at the same time, you want to know that the payoff is always worth the risk. It is more honorable to try and fail than to have never tried at all. The payoff is worth it. 
Now the formula for success is to fail. Fail fast and fail often. You know, perhaps this formula will make more sense when you understand the four levels of learning. You see, regardless of what you have learned, are currently learning, or will learn in the future, you can't avoid the four levels of learning. And once you understand them, life can really become quite simple, quite easy. Level one, it's referred to as unconscious incompetence. This is the level where you don't know what you don't know. I mean, to illustrate, I'll use my experience of when I learned how to drive a stick shift. I mean, there was a time in my life when I didn't even know what a stick shift was. I was in the first level of learning. And then at some point, by observing my parents drive, I eventually realized what a stick shift was. I don't remember the exact date, but I remember, ah, that's a stick shift. And although I then knew what it was, I still didn't know how to drive using a stick shift. This is the second level of learning, conscious incompetence. I know I don't know something. We move from what you don't know that you don't know to what you know that you don't know. You see, most people spend the majority of their lives in just about everything they do somewhere in between the second and third level. Not until they attempt to try will anyone ever get to the third level. That third level is conscious competence. That's when you know you know how to do something. For example, you know how to download a podcast. You know how to structure it so that you can listen to the podcast. You know you know that. That's the third level, conscious competence. You know, I remember a few months after my 16th birthday, my mother bought me a new red sports car. Yes, I was that guy. But it was a bittersweet day. I couldn't wait to get in, pick up some friends, and just cruise. But the bitter part of the equation was it was a stick shift, and I was consciously incompetent at driving one. I was at level two. And the only way I was going to learn was to get in the car and do it. Now, did I pull out of the driveway the first time in a nice, smooth roll? Hardly. If you have ever learned to drive a car with a manual transmission and a clutch, you know what your first time looks like. But did you give up the first time the car stalled? Could that constitute as failure? Did you try again? Did you give up after the second time the car stalled? The third time? The fourth? Likely you didn't. Are there areas of your life where you gave up after it didn't work? Or in other words, after you stalled? You know, I was so bad at driving that stick shift, I was literally unsafe on the road. I didn't let that stop me, though. I would get up at 3 a.m. when there were no cars on the road to go practice. And I did that repeatedly. I did it for days. Yes, I was a slow learner. But one thing that you'll want to get is that the only way to get from the second level of learning to the third level of learning is by practicing. And after a week or so, I was getting the hang of it. But I still had to think about every movement of driving a stick shift. I had reached the third level of conscious competence. I could drive it, but I still had to think about it. I was consciously competent. Now, if practice is what's going to get you from the second level to the third, what's going to get you from the third level to the fourth? I mean, perhaps you've heard it referenced as the mother of learning. The answer is repetition, massive repetition. The fourth level of learning, unconscious competence. That's when the skill becomes second nature. You no longer have to think about it. You just do it. And after a month of driving that stick shift, there was no thought at all given to the timing between my left foot on the clutch and my right foot on the gas. I mean, it just happened. It was like breathing. What do you do in your life right now that's second nature? What are you really good at? Are you really good at playing the guitar, snowboarding, knitting, negotiating, cooking? How about tying your shoes? I mean, you can be 15 minutes late for an appointment, bend over, tie your shoes without even blinking and run out the door, without even thinking about it. 
you have reached the fourth level of learning, unconscious competence of tying your shoes. It doesn't matter what you're good at. You went through the four levels of learning. And whatever you want to take on next in your do-over, the four levels, they're waiting for you. There's only one way to get to the fourth level, and that's through lots of failure, lots of practice, and lots of repetition. There are no shortcuts to any place worth going or anything worth doing. You know, about two years ago, I noticed a book on my business partner's bookshelf. You can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar. That was the title of the book. And I just didn't feel I needed to read the book. And I didn't. And the title pretty much said it all. You know, nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody can just give you the information and then presto, you can ride a bike. Or presto, you can drive a stick shift. No. You'll have to eventually get on that bike and do it yourself. You're going to crash into some walls. You're going to skin some knees. You're going to eat some dirt. You will have to fall repeatedly before you can successfully ride that bike. Here's the good news. Moving from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm is much more easily done quickly than it is slowly. And here's what I mean. Imagine you know before you get on that bike for the very first time that you will have to fall 24 times before you reach that fourth level of learning. I mean, the number 24, it's arbitrary, but let's just use it for this example. It's going to be different for everybody, but for this example, your number will be 24. Now, let's look at these three different scenarios. In this first scenario, you plan on practicing riding your bike twice per month. If you practice riding your bike twice per month, and you know you have to fall 24 times before you learn how to do it, at the end of the year, you will have fallen 24 times. It'll take you a whole year to go through that process. In scenario two, you plan on practicing riding your bike four times per month. And at the end of six months, you would have fallen 24 times. And then you proceed to ride your bike for the rest of the year. So you learned in six months. In scenario three, you plan to practice and fall 24 times today. I mean, obviously, if you fail your 24 times in one day, you will have learned to ride a bike quicker than the other two scenarios. Now, in each scenario, you will have fallen 24 times. But under each scenario, would you be equally good at riding that bike at the end of the year? At the end of the year, under which scenario would you be the best bike rider you could be? I mean, under the first scenario, you fell twice per month. And although at the end of the year, you fell 24 times and you can ride the bike, you are undoubtedly going to still be probably a little wobbly on that bike. The reason being is when you let too much time pass in between practice sessions, you essentially start over each time because you forget. You can't let a lot of time pass in between those 24 falls because you forget. You essentially start over each time. The 24 repetitions spread out so far apart does not produce the same result as the 24 repetitions performed in one day. I mean, the scenario in which you fell 24 times in one day produces a far more competent bike rider at the end of the year because you've been competent for 364 days. In the first scenario, you just reached competency, maybe, on the 365th day. I mean, in a nutshell, it is easier to learn anything fast than it is slow. I mean, success comes easier fast than it does slow. I mean, isn't that great news? So don't be afraid to fail. Don't let that get in your way. Recognize failure from this day forward as a series of rungs up the ladder as a success that the details of which have yet to be revealed, as a learning experience, as an opportunity for growth, as a precondition for success. That's what failure is to you now. Recognize that most successful people achieved their greatest successes only one step beyond what appeared to be their greatest failure. Your biggest strides will follow your long steps back. The person who doesn't experience failure will not experience success. You know, most people, if asked to name nature's most destructive force, will reply with something like earthquakes or tornadoes, or tidal waves, or hurricanes. But the correct answer, actually, is gravity. 
Gravity is responsible for more destruction than anything else Mother Nature has whipped up. I mean, the reason is that gravity is persistent. It never gives up. It's not how many times you get knocked down that matters. It's how many times you get up. If you fail to get up, gravity will have gotten the best of you too. And regardless of how disastrous your own failures may seem, recognize it's only a snapshot in time. It's never as bad as it seems, never. And there's always tomorrow. Nothing is forever. Your struggles and setbacks, they're going to pass. And the best is always yet to come. I mean, it's actually vain and nonsensical to take life and ourselves too seriously. I mean, after all, none of us are getting out alive. I mean, one day we're going to look back and we're going to laugh about our failures. We're going to laugh about what's going on in your life right now. You know, and if that's the case, why not laugh now? Life is short. Don't allow failure to compromise the beauty of the journey. Enjoy it. Laugh. You know, those who laugh, last. The greatest words ever uttered on the subject of failure, they come from Michael Jordan. I mean, I'm inspired every time I read or hear them. Even if you've heard them before, they bear repeating. It cannot be said or documented enough. And I'll document it one more time. I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life. And that's precisely why I succeed. Integrity check. Be true to yourself. When something appears to just not be working, and before deciding to quit and categorize it as a failure, honestly ask yourself, is it not working or am I not working? You know, occasionally your guard may drop and you may find yourself BSing your friends and your family and your employer and your customers. And we're human. We all can do it thinking there's no harm. And maybe sometimes there isn't any harm. However, the harm is certain when you start BSing yourself. So just before you decide to quit, ask yourself, is it not working or am I not working? I mean, stubborn persistence may be the missing ingredient that bridges the gap between failure and success for you. And as it has been documented again countless times, and here's one more time, scientist Thomas Edison, inventor of the light bulb, the phonograph, and 1,091 other inventions, persisted through many failures and is an American icon because he simply never gave up. In case of emergency, break glass. When all else fails, just prior to giving up, whatever it may be, Imagine it being successfully accomplished by someone you really dislike. I mean, I recognize this thought on the subject of failure doesn't come from the world of love and creation, but sometimes you've got to pull out the big guns to get it done. Don't quit. Okay, one more. Just prior to giving up, say this to yourself. I am about to give up on all of my hopes and dreams because, and insert your reason. I am about to give up on all of my hopes and dreams because I'm tired, because I'm frustrated, because nobody will help me, because I can't do it, because I don't get any breaks, because life is unfair. Whatever it may be, I dare you to find a good enough reason. Summed up, if at first you don't succeed, do over. Yet, If at first you do succeed, don't act too surprised either. That's all I've got for you today. Don't forget, you will have until the end of April to participate in my do-over contest. Log on to iTunes, search your do-over, and place your iTunes comment and rating, 
and send me an email to matt at thedooverguide.com with I did it in the subject line and be sure to include your iTunes name in the email so I know who you are so I can send you a copy of Do Over and possibly, no probably, another prize. Seriously, I'm giving so much away you'll likely win the other stuff too. Don't delay though. Post your comment and rating before the month's end. Love you guys. I am Matt, the Do-Over Guy, and I will see you next time on Your Do-Over. Thank you for tuning in to Your Do-Over, where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. And remember, knowledge is potential power. Take action action on what you learned today. This is not your learn-over. It's your do-over. To view the resources referenced in today's show and to retrieve a complete show transcript, visit www.thedooverguy.com. Stay connected with Matt the Do-Over Guy Terrio on Twitter at The Do-Over Guy and on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash dooverguru. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.